When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tapped. Nothing personal. Word of the day. It is Friday, July 7th, 2023. And we're talking about tapping. Tapping? Tapping? Yeah. Apparently, it is the story that is taking over the world of sports. Because when you can take Britney Spears and put her in a room with the most famous 19-year-old basketball player in the world and put it in Vegas, you got yourself a story. Let me catch you up if you're under a rock or you're not on threads, David P. Sampson. You're not on Twitter, David P. Sampson. Or you're not interested in the ridiculous circus-like nature of this story. But it's a good one. Victor Wembanyama, San Antonio Spurs, 19 years old. 19. Think back to when you were 19. Think back to when you were seven foot four and 19 years old and the number one pick in the NBA draft. And then you're in Vegas where you can't. Boom. You can't even pull the arm of a slot machine. It's not like he can have a fake ID like McLovin or the rest of us can't play blackjack. He's in the Aria surrounded by people and security everywhere he goes. Hey, can I get a schmear? Sure, we'll we'll get that right for you, Victor. Hey, uh, any chance that I can get maybe some Za or some Mickey D's? I'm looking at possibly 31 Big Macs, not 32. I can't catch Joey. No problem. We'll get that for you, Victor. What about video game consoles? Sure, go up to your suite. We'll get PS6, FIFA 2024. We'll get the show. Oh, am I here to play basketball? Yeah, you are, Victor. This is the summer league. This is something that was nothing. Now, all of a sudden, the top rookies go to play summer league. Adam Silver is sitting there putting his fingers together like some crazy alchemist. I got it. I did it. We've got summer programming. Screw you, Rob Manfred. It's not just about baseball. You have an all-star weekend coming up. A home run derby. <laughs> I've got the San Antonio Spurs playing the Charlotte Hornets on ESPN in front of 17,000 people. Oh, by the way, ESPN is showing it. It's a damn miracle. So Victor's got to play a game. Victor's got to go from practice, practice to food, back, room. He's got security around him. He's walking. All of a sudden... He doesn't know it, but he feels someone touch him. My name's David Sampson. I am five foot five. I have been in crowds where people have recognized me, and I'm a class F. 
when you're walking, and I've actually walked with security before, you are looking straight ahead. You know where you're going. Sometimes you can pull an Eli Manning at a restaurant in the Hamptons and walk in and look around, catch people's eyes, look around, look around. Everyone see me? Are we good? Are we good? Or you can walk and keep going straight, straight ahead because you don't want to catch eyes because you're trying not to be noticed when you're 5'5". Five, five. When you're seven four, there's no not being noticed. Seven four, you're noticed. But you're looking straight ahead because it's unencumbered. I generally am an ass looker. And I don't mean that in any lascivious way because that's pretty much how tall I am. Victor Wembayama is called a horizon looker because there's no one in his way. He's looking right at the horizon, straight ahead, I know where I'm going. Goes back to his room, goes back to practice. All of a sudden, his phone is blowing up because there's a police situation. Impossibly to believe, Britney Spears. Whoever had Britney Spears on your bingo card on the day Taylor Swift released an album where she puts the R in relevance, Britney Spears, who is free as a bird, apparently saw Victor and said, hey, Victor, Victor, what's your vector? I'd like to see you and meet you. Let me squeeze on in there. So somehow Brittany with her crowd and entourage finds a way to get close to Victor's crowd and entourage and somehow makes it through like it, a miracle number seven piece getting around the bombs and finding a way to the flag and Stratego finds her way to Victor and taps him on the shoulder. Victor, feeling some sort of something, keeps going, eyes on the horizon, straight ahead, keep it moving. Meanwhile, allegedly, someone in Victor's entourage slaps Britney's hand away because they don't want someone touching Victor. And this looks like a fan surrounded by security. I would assume and other people. I can't imagine Britney Spears walking through Ari alone and wanting to walk into a crowd of people, given the amount of trauma she suffered before, given the fact that she is a big time celebrity. I don't believe she wakes up at two in the morning and says, you know what? Let me play a hand or two of blackjack at the Aria. Assume there's a little bit of pre-warning that would go on. So she says, I'm calling the police. Victor has no idea what's happening. Now the Spurs have a problem. The NBA has a problem. Victor has a problem. And to me, Brittany has a problem. Brittany is claiming that she was actually slapped in the face by security guard of Victor. Somehow, by removing her hand from his shoulder, let's not even talk logistics. Have you ever been around a seven foot four person? I've been around a seven foot one person and it would take an effort at 65 inches to tap someone on the shoulder who's seven feet. Potentially even a tiny, teeny little jump. I don't need a springboard or trampoline, maybe a running start, maybe. 
but I would have to reach. And if I were wearing like a tight shirt, there'd be like a like Tommy boy, fat man in a little coat. There'd be something going on that would draw somebody's attention to, wow, that was extra effort. What would make more sense when you're approaching someone seven foot four is generally maybe on the back, lower back, but not tushy, but above, above tushy, below the solar plexus maybe. But shoulder, that's like, oh, I had a nice caress on Victor's cheek. Come on, what'd you have, a platform? He's seven foot four. But I digress, or do I? So she files a police report for battery, and now there has to be an investigation. And of course, there have to be statements. Yippee-ki-yay. Britney Spears releases a statement. And this is not me shaming Britney Spears. Let me be clear, because my tone may be the tone of Friday as we are eight minutes into our final show of the week. Traumatic experiences are not new to me, and I've had my fair share of them. Hmm. Do you think that Britney Spears has had trauma? Okay, given. Get online. Get on the trauma line. I'm right there next to you. I won't tap you on the shoulder or touch you in the face. But Britney, having suffered trauma, having been in crowds, having been attacked, having been pushed, shoved, and rushed through crowds, I would assume she can fully understand what Victor is going through at 19 years old. She continues, I was not prepared for what happened to me last night. I recognized an athlete in my hotel lobby as I was heading to dinner. (laughs) Okay. You're telling me that Britney Spears looked up and said, hey, that's got to be Victor Wembanyama. Just like Victor, right in the aria, would look down and say, and I don't mean looking down upon Britney, but literally looking down and say, oh, Britney, who's more recognizable, Britney or Victor? Britney, by a mile. Could you pick Victor Wembayama out of a hat right now? Or would you just look at a group of people and say, wow, that's a really tall person. Who do I know who's tall? That could be, he doesn't look 19. Is that Victor? Anyway, she recognized him. I later went to a restaurant at a different hotel and saw him again. I've been to Vegas a lot of times, I would like to say. I love Vegas. Shout out to my friends there. What are the odds exactly of seeing the same person in a different hotel at a dinner? Oh, celebrities all go to the same places. Vegas is all full of places where celebrities go. But let's just say, what an amazing coincidence. I decided to approach him and congratulate him on his success. Quick timeout, not sure what the success is. I guess drafted number one, we're good. Hasn't played a summer league game yet, but I digress again. It was really loud, so I tapped him on the shoulder to get his attention. If you're close enough to jump up and tap him, can't you just get in front of him and say, hey, it's Brittany? Or what people like Brittany would want people to do who are other celebrities trying to talk to Brittany, talk to the security and say, hi, it's Brittany Spears here. You could go security to security, by the way. But if you want to go principal to security, you can tap the security guard very lightly because you don't want to scare or startle a security guard who's likely packing. Hey, it's Brittany. I would, can you introduce me to Victor? Or, hey, can you introduce me to the seven foot four guy? 
But instead, she goes right for him. Too loud to say who she was, so she goes for the tap. First of all, Brittany knows when you're walking through a crowd, you don't respond to taps. You likely don't even feel the taps. Then she said, I'm aware of the player's statement where he mentions, quote, I grabbed him from behind, but I simply tapped him on the shoulder. Brittany, when you're going through a crowd, can you ascertain the difference between grabbing from behind or tapping on the shoulder? When you were 19, is it likely that you would have conflated the two instead of, God, I thought that I was being grabbed. No, you were being tapped. Here's a rule. Don't tap. His security backhanded me in the face without looking back in front of a crowd nearly knocking me down and causing my glasses off my face. I get swarmed by people all the time. In fact, that night, I was swarmed by a group of at least 20 fans. (laughs) Sorry, Coca. Can we cut that? I don't want to make fun. 20 people's not a swarm. If you're writing this statement as Britney's attorney or PR person, I want to see at least 100. A hundred to me is the minimum amount needed for a swarm. Where is Juju when I need him? Coca, we don't even do polls. Maybe I'll do a poll later. Can 20 fans being around you be considered a swarm in the lobby of the area? Now, in the current studio where I'm filming, if there were 20 people in here, I would feel crowded. I would feel as though I wanted to leave. Maybe a little claustrophobic but a swarm. And if it's true, which I agree, that you get swarmed all the time, then you should know, don't tap. This story is super embarrassing to share with the world, but it's out there already. I always like that when people, they don't want to put a tourniquet on the story to end it. They want to say it's too late. I've lost control of the story, so I have to give you my version now. Well, you don't actually have to. You filed the police report. Your version is now going to be a matter of public record if charges are going to be filed. Spoiler alert, charges are not going to be filed. Now, you may think I'm coming down too hard on Britney Spears. I reviewed her documentary. I have unbelievable empathy for what she went through. And I do recognize that no matter how rich or successful you are, when you have personal demons, when you have mental health issues, whatever the case may be, there's not enough money in the world that is a trade that makes that worthwhile. But really? But then we get a lesson. This is still Britney's statement. Physical violence is happening too much in this world, often behind closed doors. I stand with all the victims and my heart goes out to all of you. This is when she lost me. What happened with Britney Spears and Victor Wembayama, and you are trying to bring into this conversation domestic violence and physical assault and sexual assault? Is that really what you're saying in this statement? Are you talking about physical violence like Russia, Ukraine? Like what's going on in Israel and Palestine, the West Bank? No, but it's behind closed doors. Let me tell you why I'm worked up about this on a random Friday morning. Because Victor had to respond. So Victor had to, when he was meeting the media, 19 years old, 
Yes, first pick in the draft. Yes, there's going to be media. Yes, he's seven for four. Yes, he's in the summer league. Yes, he's the number one attention. Could he already be the face of basketball? Insane. He hasn't played a game. Is he Kobe? Is he LeBron? Is he Steph Curry? He's Victor. We don't know who Victor is yet. He had to. I wish we had a picture that we could show of him in his scrum, Coca, because it shows what an average person would have to do to tap him in the shoulder. People are like working their arms out to interview Victor when he's standing up because they have to keep their arm extended. It's like in class. Side note, Coca. If you ever, I was a guy who liked raising my hand in class to talk because I needed to talk or else I would, I always just, I was a talker, maybe undiagnosed. Oh, there it is. Look at that picture, Coca. You got it. Look at the effort. So my hand would be up in class. Have you ever gotten so discouraged because the teacher's not calling you or someone's not calling on you and that your hand just gets a little tight and you're like, you know what? I'll skip the question. So you drop your hand down because it's tired. And then it's sort of, you can revitalize it. You maybe drink some water, take a goo, have some Gatorade, hand back up. But when you're interviewing someone, look at the angles. People are going to have to attach mics to like a, a, an extender, like a selfie thing. I'm not making fun of his height. I'm telling you the effort required to tap on the shoulder. So Victor had to say, listen, that's not exactly how it happened. I don't even know how it happened, but I'll tell you, I'm sorry. Player security is a, uh, a whole nother topic. Celebrity security is a whole nother topic. I want to take a few minutes here, Coke, if you don't mind, if you have time. When security, when we hire security for a team, our security guy was John Anderson. Every team has a security guy. It's a, a resident security agent, RSA. In addition, owners have security. John Anderson was security for Wayne Huizinga, then John Henry, then Jeffrey. If you're down in Miami, you know Big John Anderson. Big John, if you're out there listening, we are thinking about you. Always love you, Big John. There's a few rules that are in place. One of them, and this has been talked about not for five years or five minutes, but for decades, is what you want your security to do. And the general rule of thumb is you are trying to protect an owner or a celebrity from being in any way put in a position where the celebrity gets in trouble. That is what you're protecting against. Now, people say, it's not secret service. Hey, I'm protecting the life of the president. Now, John Anders would say, Sparky, I would take a bullet for you. I said, John, let's not test that theory. But really to make sure that nothing bad happens to me or to anyone being guarded. That's what the security is for a player. Britney Spears, their security, it's a lot more detailed. There's, there's online threats, there's stalkers. I have no doubt that the A-level celebrities, their security has a lot to deal with. But what's part of it always, and John Anderson did security for Michael Jordan and Dan Marino. Part of it, I don't know why I equated those two, but he did security for both. But Michael Jordan clearly would be someone who is a far greater celebrity with more at risk and more recognition than Dan Marino, even Dan Marino at his height. But your raison d'etre is protection, not just physical protection, 
but it's mental protection. And the mental protection is making sure that we get to do or they get to do exactly what the job is that they are there to do, whether it's to go to dinner, whether it's to play a basketball game, whether it's to get to a stage. It's to get from place A to place B without interruption. That's it. The security guards, we discuss this with them. Security companies discuss it with their security guards. Of course, they talk about all sorts of possible scenarios, guns, attacks, personal attacks, individual attacks, area attacks, exits. How do you get out of a place? Where are you going? What's the route that you're taking? What's our time plan? You definitely go through all of that, but the majority of the time what you're figuring out is how to help my client not get him or herself into trouble. A woman who is five foot five or a man who's five foot five may or may not be recognizable because who knows what Britney Spears looked like when she was going to Victor. The security guard who's responsible to get Victor from A to B, when someone touches Victor, they are going to make sure that that person is no longer touching Victor. There would be no reason in the world that a trained security guard would slap Britney Spears in the face. It would not in any way advance the actual description of what the security guard's job is. Does this mean I, by definition, don't believe Brittany? There will be an investigation, and I'm telling you now. I, I, you can make it an official way to see if you want, Coca. There will be no charges filed against Victor's security guard. As a matter of fact, make it an official way to see. The Las Vegas Police Department will not, will not press charges in conjunction with any Clark County District Attorney for what happened between Britney Spears and Victor Wembanyama. Okay. That's enough of that. All right, we've got a, so you want to talk to Samson, but let's go to break first. And then when we come back, I'm going to review a documentary that was fascinating. And then we're going to do one more. Actually, my guess is we have two more Dame Lillard segments because he hasn't been traded yet. But one of you asked a really interesting question that I want to get to. We'll be right back. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SAMSON. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SAMSON. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Quentin, Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. It's David Sampson and Matthew Coca coming to you on a Friday. Just another manic Friday. What a week. OMG. Hope, and this was a short week. We missed a show this week. We'll be back Monday, though. Don't worry about that. So one of you, and I love this, please keep sending me your suggestions. I actually got a DM last night, Coca, very late. Someone DM'd me saying, I don't think you see this. Should I DM you on threads? And I was thinking, well, I did just see it, and I don't know if you can DM on threads. Anyway, please keep giving me movie suggestions. I watch a movie every day. One of you told me to please watch the documentary called Clean. So I found it and watched it. Clean is about a woman whose name escapes you right now, Coca. And I don't know why, since I just saw this. Anyway, she's a woman from Ontario who started a company and their job is to do trauma cleaning. You don't think about this much. But when someone kills themselves or when there's a crime scene, someone gets murdered, someone gets called in to clean up the mess once the police and the investigators, FBI sometimes, have gone through it, taken the evidence. All the blood-stained mattresses and all the mess, someone comes and cleans that up. Well, Sandra Pinker started a company where she is the trauma cleaner. Another part of their company is they go to homes and get hired by hoarders who pass away and families are absolutely overwhelmed because a hoarder like the TV show, when you walk into a hoarder's house, I've never seen anything like it. I've never, I'm, I'm the anti-hoarder in that I, my places are immaculate. Hoarders places, it is, there's no countertops. There's no area to do anything. You literally sit and watch TV on a pile of newspapers and trash and empty cornflakes boxes. There's rat feces. It's just, it's unbelievable. It's a sickness. Sandra's company goes in and cleans a hoarder's house. It's the story of how these people do this, why they do it. And then you realize it's a story about Sandra, the sickness that she has. The fact that Sandra, spoiler alert, doesn't ruin it for you, but just so you're aware, Sandra is also transgender. I don't know how the documentary filmmakers found this story. I haven't seen a story about a company that does this. And I certainly haven't seen a story about a group of people who get together and help people and help families in the way Sandra's company does. It's called Clean. If you find it, it's either on Amazon or Netflix, which is my code for I don't remember where it is. Get the app, just watch, and you can find out where something is. It's called Clean. Enjoy. All right, let's get to another thing that people do when they reach out to me. You know what I want. 
I want to talk to Samson. So you want to talk to Samson. Love this segment. This is when you get on my Twitter or get on Apple, write a review or get on threads. I don't know if you can do that. At David P. Samson, get on Instagram. Ask me a question. I'll try to get to it. If it's current and Coca likes it. Here we go. Given what Dame Lillard's agent is saying, what would you do? Please let me know if you were Portland, Miami, or another interested team. Now, I like the topic, but you're missing something important in the question. So if this is your question and you're a loyal listener to the show or you're new to the show, thank you both. I'm David. Just a hello. Like, how you doing? How's your day? How you feeling? You still got the sniffles? Okay, what are we talking about Dame Lillard for still? I mean, how many hours can we devote to him on Levitard on nothing personal? Dame Lillard is a member of the Portland Trailblazers. Dame Lillard has a $292 million four-year contract. All that anyone's talking about is that the Portland Trailblazers have to trade Dame Lillard. There have been outlets saying he only wants to go to Miami. Sources say, but San Antonio would be interesting to him. Jason Tatum's trying to get him in Boston. What about putting him in Philadelphia? Portland needs it out there that other teams are interested. So Miami increases its offer. Miami wants it out there that only Miami is a possible destination. So they've got the leverage. Guess who's got the real leverage here? Portland. Oh no, we got to leak it out. If Portland keeps him. That is going to be very interesting to any other free agents who want to sign because they could be stuck in Portland. If Dame Lillard gets traded to a team he doesn't want to get traded to, no one's going to want to play for Portland because if they use their player empowerment, they may not succeed. Uh, The horror. A player got $292 million and can't dictate where he wants to play. I'm sorry. I forgot that the way the NBA works, my bad. Coca, I think we can actually redo that. 4-12-69. A little known rule in the NBA, very little well known, but I want to get it out public right now. And I'm not going to source it because it's, it's coming directly from me. Hi, I'm David Sampson. The NBA, through its collective bargaining agreement with the players has a little known provision in section 69 line four paragraph two that requires a player to sign a max contract when offered i know that's crazy people don't talk about that but it is true when portland offered lillard 292 million lillard had no choice He absolutely had to sign it. Now, they don't have that in baseball, but in basketball, they have that. No wonder Lillard wants out of Portland. So all of the leaks going back and forth, everybody positioning themselves with an agenda. Dame Lillard's agent said, screw this. No more leaking. I'm going to give it to you straight. His agent is Aaron Goodwin. And he said, I do what I should for my client. Barry Jackson had this. Some teams I did call, other teams have called me. It's a respectful relationship with most teams. 
truthfully, he wants to play in Miami, period. Boy, you may not be getting free coffee on your way to work in Portland anymore, Dame. You really are quite the teammate. I don't want to play with young players. I don't want to be with anybody. I want to win right now. And I want to win in Miami. Nobody better trade for me because I'm going to be very unhappy. Get that word out, Aaron. Hurry up. Tell everybody. Tell everyone. Don't even bother calling Portland. Don't even make an offer. Guess what? How do you think Portland feels about all this? How do you think if you're the owner of Portland? Well, granted, the ownership in Portland is up in the air at the moment. I mean, it is the estate of Paul Allen. How do you feel if you're the GM of Portland? Pressured, nervous. What is his name, Coca? Joe Cronin? Is that the guy's name? Do I have that in my head by chance? Trying to figure out what to do. Do you think he's saying to himself, man, I got to see if I can get something from Miami because I can't have Dame unhappy here. He's going to take my whole team down. And there's no better offers out there than Miami's offer because no one else is offering anything because Dame Lillard has ruined it. Because who wants to have an unhappy player? Trade away a bunch of assets and then have misery. So here's a suggestion. Mr. GM. Let Dame rot. Keep him in Portland. You going to be a better team with Miami's package? Sit him. Pay him. Make him come to practice if he doesn't want to play. If he holds out, save the money. Save it. You don't have to use it. You don't have to get to the salary floor. If you've got a player unable to play, you have him signed. He gets suspended. Put on the restricted list. Why does Portland feel that they have no other choice but to trade Lillard to the Miami Heat? Why? Where does that happen? Where's that written in the CBA? If you're Miami, call up Cronin and say, hey, listen, I'm so sorry. I know that there's only 30 of us, 32 of us, 30 of us. God, I get it wrong every time and I'm having a brain thing on a Friday with 13 minutes to go until I'm full lover boy. But I, I'm not going to give you a package that you want. I'm not increasing my package. This is Pat Riley on the phone. I'm not at all thinking that you're going to be able to trade him anywhere else because he's not going to go anywhere else. And the agents made it clear. The players made it clear. It's either me or you, man. So this is it. You can wait as long as you want, but I'm not changing my offer. You can get 20 teams involved. Don't care. This is the assets out of my team that I will give to get Lillard in a Heat uniform. What about if you're a different team? Like the Heat, not the Heat. Damn it, 4869. What if you're a different team? Like the Sixers or the Celtics? Do you call up the Trailblazers and say, hey, I know he doesn't want to come here, but you know what? What about this package? How does this match up to Miami's package? Do you really want to screw Dame? Send them here. I'm happy to send you all these assets. I'll send you my problems, plus some players who aren't my problems, to get this maybe top five player in the league, top 12 player in the league. And I'm pretty confident that we can show him a good time in our city. How does that feel to his friends and players on other teams? 
where all he wants to do is be in Miami. What is it? Because there's less pressure? What is he pulling a messy? It's extremely frustrating. So if I'm Portland, I am not moving him. If I'm Miami, I'm not increasing my offer. If I'm another team, I'm actually making a legitimate trade offer if I want Dame Lillard, and I'm not being scared away by some agent or some leak saying, oh, he'd be very, very, very unhappy. Screw that. Mark my words. Mark my words. There is going to be an inflection point with player empowerment where owners are going to say, that's it. This is our league. It's going to happen. Nothing personal pick of the day. The Mets are HO triple T, Coca. You are one win toward your four win parlay of four wins in a row to sweep the Padres going into the break at 44 and 46. You got to be happy. Lindor goes five for five. He's an all-star. He's a $34 million shortstop. Hell yeah. The Diamondbacks over the Mets last night did not exactly happen. Now, it wasn't like the I picked the Yankees, who I think lost by almost a touchdown to the Orioles, but the Mets got crushed. So we are 103 and 102. Interesting night tonight in baseball as we head into the last weekend. The mentality when you're going into the last weekend before the All-Star break, you really want to win the series. You're not thinking about sweeping. You got to win two out of three. You want to go in. Now, you win the first two, you want to go in on the sweep, but you still have the narrative. If you lose game three on Sunday, the final game before the break, hey, we won the series. If you lose the first two of a series, you want to win the last one, and you don't say, hey, we lost the series. You say, hey, we're going in on a positive note. So you always spin it to your players at the end of the game Sunday. You wish your all-star players happiness, luck, have a good week. We'll see you next week. Have a safe trip to Seattle. You say to the other players, get some rest, take a breath. We got a big second half coming up. We've got this. If you're one of the four teams whose winning percentage is under 400, hey, get away from it. Come back. We will get through the rest of this season. You're not like, hey, come back and we can play 800 ball and we'll end up in the playoffs. No. Kansas City, Oakland, Washington, Colorado, sayonara. It's over. Your season's over. You know it. The players know it. The executives know it. It's a matter of who's getting traded by August 1st. That's the only thing that's under discussion. Keep a bag packed. Enjoy your All-Star. If you are the Marlins, as an example, you want to try to finish strong against the Phillies, you go in leading the wild card, and you say to your non-All-Star players, you deserve this rest. When we come back, come back ready because we are going to start the October push day one of the second half. It's exciting. Players are excited for the few days off, but they're even more excited to come back. Doesn't always happen. There is a big, big game tonight. Two of them that I want to talk about. One is in New York and one is in Toronto. Now, I actually don't know that in my brain right now, Coca. Is the game in New York and the game in Toronto? It's the Yankees and Cubs. And why the Yankees game is so important to me is guess who your starting pitcher is. Introduced as your pitcher. I can't do my Bob. I wish I could do like a Bob Shepard voice. Now pitching number 99, Carlos Rodon, 
Rodon, number 99. Can't be number 99. That's Judge. Why the hell was that number in my head? And certainly there will be no 99 introduced. And Bob Shepard is not doing the introduction. Your big off-season acquisition. The biggest free agent signing of last off-season. The guy who has not pitched yet. And here we are on July 7th. He had a back. He had a this. He had a that. This guy's never been injured before. He's played full seasons every single year. No problem since he started his career. Then he becomes a Yankee and all of a sudden gets hurt. What are the chances of that? What are the odds of getting that unlucky when you've got a guy who's never missed a start in his entire career and then all of a sudden misses the first half of the season? For those of you who are not baseball fans, that was a little bit of sarcasm. This guy's always hurt. He's taking the mound tonight. The team is favored one, minus 175 over the Cubs. We're taking the Yankees. Here's why. If you're Carlos Rodon and you're Brian Cashman and you're Aaron Boone, if Rodon goes two innings, seven hits, six runs, you get to say, hey, Rusty, first start of the year, no problem. But really what you're doing is you're having meetings and you're saying, holy shnikes, we have a problem. And I don't like to say after one start that there's a real problem. But in this case, it's not ideal. Now, if he throws six shutty, you get to go to the media and say, this is a unbelievable trade deadline acquisition. We just got stronger for our push right now to and through October. We are so pleased that he's back and he's ready to go. Now, of course, that doesn't mean he's going to stay healthy the rest of the season because the guy can't stay healthy at all. I mean, last year he did, but generally not. But this is a bigger game than you would believe. But it's only the second biggest game on the calendar today. Because in Detroit, Alec Manoa is pitching against the Tigers. Alec Manoa is the young pitcher, one of the finals for the Cy Young last year. Got sent down because he couldn't get anyone out. They sent him all the way to Florida to be looked at. Gave up 11 runs. We did a segment on that. Then he had a good start in double A, and now he's back. He's cured. It's a Christmas miracle. He's been touched by the pitching fairy. Whatever was wrong with him is now, pssst. well, pssst is actually when you're telling a secret, pssst. disappeared. It's pretty quick work by the Blue Jays. You got to give them credit. They've got some pitching gurus there who figured out how to fix him. Here's the problem with a young player. They brought him up to pitch today very purposefully. It's the Tigers. Do you know who they would not have brought him up to face? The Braves. The Rays. The Marlins, even. Anybody with any sort of lineup. This is what you do when you're trying to see whether it is up here. If you're on Nothing Personal with David Sampson YouTube channel live, I'm hitting the temple. Is it in your head? Is it in your arm? Is it your mechanics? When you bring up a player who you're trying to figure out what the problem is, you put them in the best position you believe that they can succeed. The best position for Alec Manoa to succeed is against the Tigers. But the problem is, what happens if he doesn't? 
What have you done to Alec Manoa if he goes two and a third, gives up six runs, six hits, and gets pulled? Have you lost him forever? Is he defeated? Do you let him pitch again after the All-Star break? Everything about this start is critical because if he comes out and is Alec of old, you get to say to him through a sports psychologist, through the manager, through his family, whoever, through his teammates, you get to say, Alec, this was your opening day start. Forget what happened. It doesn't even matter. The team is in a position to play in October and you are a critical part of that. This is you. Enjoy your all-star break. And you are our number one pitcher out of the break. That's the upside. The downside is, Alec, don't worry about it. During the break, we're actually going to, we want you to keep pitching on five days. We're going to have you pitch Wednesday against some hitters. We just got to build your confidence back up but we are not turning our back on you. We need you and want you in our rotation. This is where my head is. That when you're dealing with a player like this and you choose to bring him back this quickly after such a sustained problem, you are praying to the baseball gods. I love doing it with a player on the road. And the reason I like starting a pitcher who's lost confidence, who are trying to figure out if they're done, whether they're old or young. I like starting them on the road because then I get to talk to my offense and say, listen, could you do me one small favor? Would it kill you to score some runs in the top of the first? Because we really need Alec here. And if it's possible, could you score so Alec takes the mound? in the bottom of the first with a lead so he can relax a bit. So I love the whole plan that the Jays are doing. All we have to wait for is whether or not it's actually going to work. So tonight, our pick of the day is Rodon over the Cubs. Tomorrow, I want you to watch the Twins-Orioles. The reason I want you to watch that game is that you're not watching Sonny Gray this year. He's having one of the best years in baseball. And you're likely not watching the Orioles either. Unless you're a Yankee fan and you just watch the Orioles kick their butt. Two teams, low payrolls, really, really good. We're taking Gray and the Twins over the Orioles. And then Sunday, I want you to watch the World Series. I don't know that I'm predicting it yet, Coke. I'm not ready. I'm not willing. Braves and Rays, interesting weekend series. Rays have lost five in a row. The Braves have lapped them. Braves are a better team. There was a time when the Rays hadn't lost a game, remember? There's a guy pitching named Elder for the Braves against Eflin for the Rays. Two pitchers you should watch. Now, the interesting thing about Eflin is that he may be, and Coco, you can correct me, he may be the biggest free agent signing the Rays have ever done. The, the highest amount of money giving to a pitcher in free agency may be this guy, and he's been great because the Rays are so smart and good. But Elder, who is not an elder statesman, is better. So we're taking Elder and the Braves over the Rays. Saturday, Twins over Orioles. Friday, Yankees over Cubs. 
Eflin got three years, $40 million from the Rays. That is quite something. Boy, the Rays certainly know how to do one thing. It's just business. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you. We'll be back Monday, guaranteed. This is nothing personal. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.